Please note, the Financial Conduct Authority does not regulate most Vitalet mortgages. Please ask us for more information. Hello and welcome to this episode of our Consumer Guide for Normal People. I'm Caroline Eburn from One Roof Financial and I'm joined today by Lucy Moore, who's a Mortgage and Protection Advisor at One Roof Financial. And today we are going to be focusing our podcast on buy-to-let mortgages. So, um, What is a buy-to-let mortgage? So when you are purchasing a property to rent out, so you want to become a landlord, you need a buy-to-let mortgage on that property. Um, And Lucy has some statistics to share with us. I do indeed. So um, one in five households uh, in the UK rent from a private landlord and the standard rent for a two bed home in England is £700. So this rent figure is very important for mortgage assessment. You're absolutely right, Lucy. So unlike when you purchase a house to live in as as your main residence, your affordability is very much weighted on what you earn. For a buy-to-let mortgage, the focus is more on the monthly rent that you receive from the property. So it's the gross rent that the tenant pays. So it could be that that is paid to a letting agent, for instance, and you get some bits deducted off that. But for mortgage purposes, It's the gross amount on the tenancy agreement that the assessment is is made from. There is also a minimum earning required for some providers. So some providers will say, right, you, Mr. Landlord, you must earn at least this amount of money from either employment or self-employment, just as like a a kind of secondary personal affordability um, requirement. Exactly, yes. And something else important to note about buy-to-let mortgages is that you generally need a 25% deposit for this type of mortgage. There are limited options if you have a smaller deposit than this, but that's sort of the standard figure that you do require. And something else to also consider is the extra stamp duty costs. So having that buy-to-let property does incur further stamp duty. Um, So that's something to bear in mind. Um, Another stat I just wanted to give you, Caroline, as well, um, is from uh, The Independent. So in 2017, the number of private landlords was 2.88 million. And when uh, and uh, in 2020, this actually decreased to 2.58 million. So that's 300,000 decrease in the space of three years. And we've sort of theorized before that this is due to the tax changes that occurred around that time. Yeah, absolutely. So what I would say is if you are thinking of becoming a landlord and you are a higher rate taxpayer, or are very close to being a higher rate taxpayer, I would get the advice from a tax expert first. So before you do anything, I would just make sure that you are going to be earning something from it. Because most people go into this area to earn a living from it. So either it's a secondary income to supplement their earnings now, or it will be a a pension plan for the future. So I would say if you are in doubt and just want some guidance as to whether or not it's going to affect you personally, is... I would appoint an accountant. So um, there's there's lots of options that an accountant can then go through with you. So there are options to own a property as a limited company rather than owning it in your own name. I will be doing a completely separate podcast episode on limited company options, but your accountant is always going to be the best person to raise that with. 
what I would also say is when you become a landlord, even if you think, oh, I'm not earning any money from it, you must declare that earnings to the Inland Revenue. There has been a lot of tax changes over recent years. And now, whilst before you could offset quite a lot of things, so renovations and redecorating, that now has all changed. So you may be making money in in HMRC's eyes, but not physically seeing it in your bank account. So that's why it's always important to make sure you seek advice from a tax expert. Um, as mortgage advisors, we're not allowed to give ta- tax advice. Um, it is the the field of an accountant. We can obviously go through criteria. So if there's a, a particular property that you think, oh, actually, this would be perfect to rent, run it through with your advisor, get advice, because not all properties are great for renting. So if it's a high purchase price and a low rent, that probably isn't going to give you um, the right amount of, of income. And the assessment for mortgages can fail. So you really need to be lower, the lowest purchase price you can for the highest rent. So research, 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 Um, Speak to a letting agent, get advice on what they might think would work. But I would say the the three advisors, so mortgage advisors, the tax specialist or accountant and your letting agent, they're really the three professionals that you, you really want to get talking to before taking that step. Exactly. And you might see a property and think, oh, this is absolutely brilliant. I can make loads of money from this, but it might actually not be a very good investment. Absolutely. So that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Our contact details are going to be in the episode guide and we look forward to uh, welcoming you again on our next episode. One Roof Financial LLP is an appointed representative of Primus Mortgage Network, a trading name of First Complete Limited, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. We usually charge a fee for mortgage advice. The amount of the fee will depend upon your circumstances and will be discussed and agreed with you at the earliest opportunity.